You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Live TV is a hell of a thing. Even if there's a delay, there are no do-overs, no retakes. Control-Z is just not a thing in live TV. It's out there for all to see. The early days of TV, before videotape became a reliable, practical, and affordable reality for most broadcasters, are littered with legends of foul-ups that wound up on the air. And this is one of them. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for January 18th, the day in 1952 that American TV's first science fiction anthology show, Tales of Tomorrow, adapted Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Of course, we've done an entire Sci-Fi 5 on the subject of Mary Shelley back in our August 30th, 2022 edition. And the first order of business is to remember that Tales of Tomorrow wasn't just an anthology, but a half-hour anthology. To say that this is a very basic adaptation that gets the bare bones of the story across would be an understatement. If you subtract the time set aside during Tales of Tomorrow for advertisements, especially from the show's name sponsor, Chrysler Watches, the makers of the show were left with 20 whole minutes into which they had to cram Shelley's story, basically the broad strokes of it without nuance. You're not quite four minutes into the show before Dr. Victor Frankenstein is in his lab trying to create a new living being. At just over the five-minute mark, Lon Chaney Jr. himself throws off the sheet that had previously been covering him and stares right into the camera. Yes, that Lon Chaney Jr. The Lon Chaney Jr. who had already played the Wolfman, the Mummy, Count Dracula, and yes, Frankenstein's monster on the big screen. Maybe it wasn't much of an acting stretch for one of Hollywood's original monster actors, but it was a casting coup for Tales of Tomorrow one that the episode's director might have regretted by the time the show was over. More on that after this. The Tales of Tomorrow adaptation of Frankenstein had some genuine sci-fi and horror royalty in its cast. Lon Chaney Jr. was back in the scaled-down-for-live-TV makeup of Frankenstein's monster. But Dr. Victor Frankenstein himself was played by John Newland, who would become much more closely associated in the late 50s with another sci-fi anthology, One Step Beyond, hosting and directing each episode. His directing career extended far beyond that show, and he could be found behind the camera for episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Man from UNCLE, Night Gallery, The Sixth Sense, Wonder Woman, and even the Errand of Mercy episode of the original Star Trek, which introduced us to both the Klingons and the Organians. But the director of the Tales of Tomorrow version of Frankenstein may have been crying for mercy by the time the show was over. Accounts as to what exactly happened differ. Some say that Lon Chaney Jr. was merely confused. Others claim that the actor had been drinking heavily before the broadcast began. When Frankenstein's monster breaks out of his creator's laboratory at about the nine-minute mark, Chaney does convincingly portray the poor creature's bewilderment at the people and things around him. And considering that it was basically a very budget-conscious live theater production, the monster can't really do a lot of destroying. Props and furniture cost money. At one point, while terrorizing the denizens of Frankenstein's home, Chaney, as the monster, picks up an antique chair as if he's going to smash it over someone or something, and then he sets it down, muttering something under his breath. Save it for the show. Whether there was any chemical influence or not, Chaney thought this was the rehearsal and not the live show. 
Or maybe he just made a creative decision that the monster really had a thing for nice chairs and live theater. Either way, the story of Frankenstein's monster is all over at around 19 minutes, leaving a little time for an announcer to pitch an ad for luxury timepieces. While it went out live, warts and all, this version of Frankenstein was captured on Kinescope film, so you can pull up a chair, maybe after momentarily threatening to smash it, and see it all again. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 18th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.